0: Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We're particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Hey, everyone. Welcome along to this short little bonus episode. I had the chance to listen to Camilla Young presenting about Colette's Corner, which is a community-minded property development in Littleton down here in Christchurch. And I thought it was really interesting what she had to say about paradigms and how she and the others at Ohu are trying to challenge the way that property ownership happens in New Zealand. They've just launched their equity crowdfunding campaign on PledgeMe, and I recorded this at a Ministry of Awesome event called Coffee and Jam earlier this week. I thought it might be something that the listeners of this podcast would enjoy hearing about. If you do enjoy it, then keep in mind this is the 86th episode of Seeds Podcast, so you might want to check out some of the earlier episodes, including the one that I did with Kamiya, which is about an hour long, talking about her life and where she was from. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. As you'll hear Kamiya say, I had just given a pitch on another topic at Coffee and Jam, so I was fortunate to be there to switch on my recorder and capture her conversation. I have to say, when I returned to New Zealand three years ago, after working as a lawyer overseas for 11 years, this was exactly the type of project that I hoped I'd be able to get involved in, something that's actually groundbreaking and changing the way we think about property ownership in New Zealand. So providing legal advice on this project has been really challenging, but also really enjoyable, as we worked within the paradigm of an extractive economy, while trying to bring in new concepts from the new paradigm that is all about a regenerative economy, And Camille talks about that in her presentation. Now over to Camille to tell us more about Colette's Corner.
1: I'm excited to be here. Um, I I was on a flight coming in from Auckland. It was late, and I was really stressed, and I literally walked in at the minute of um, Stephen's talk. So I'm now relaxed. Um, Great, and I get to share with you Colette's Corner, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, I won't go into my background because uh, you already have, and so many of you already know my story. Um, and, and in the seven minutes, it doesn't I don't have time for that. Um, so, but if you are curious, I'm happy to share that with you. There are many new faces here, so I, I, I expect that many of you don't actually know who I am. Um, but I've been doing community minded projects in Christchurch since the earthquakes, and this is another one in the legacy of those of those kind of projects. Colette's Corner, um, this is a little roadmap of what we'll be going through today. I'll talk a little bit about our purpose a little bit about from the design um, and the timeline, and then uh, talk about who's involved in this. Um, it's a project that started by OHO and what that relationship is to Collette's Corner, um, a, lo- a little bit about the share offer because it's currently open in, um, uh, with Pledge Made to Be in, uh, through equity crowdfunding, um, a little bit about the risks, and then also where to find us if you're interested. So let's get started. Um, eight people today own 50% of the world's wealth. Um, And um, there's a debate that it might actually be 42. But I think the problem is pretty clear, is that our economic systems are no longer serving um, the majority, and they're broken. And so one of the things that we can look at, and Stephen pointed to in his earlier talk, is the notion of redesigning economic models, and so Colette's Corner is very much so stepping into that space. It's about um, generating wealth and distributing it in equitable ways, and there's an enormous amount of wealth that's held within property development, and so that's why we're looking into property development as a means by which to test regenerative economic models. So let's own things differently. Um, Colette's Corner is New Zealand's first community-minded equity crowd-funded commercial development. In 2014, uh, the regulations changed which allowed groups of people, communities to come together to collectively own assets. Before that, it was um, large corporations usually with lots of money that could um, offer share offers. And so what we're seeing now is a change in the paradigm of how we can collectively own assets and work together to create the change that we want to see in the world. So very much so breathing new territory. Coates Corner, if you don't know Littleton, it's a very prominent corner. It's diagonal across from the new school. It's on London and Oxford Street. And what we're proposing there is a co-conceived, co-designed, and co-owned building. The top two floors are uh, apartments, and those are designed based on co-living principles. That basically means that there's shared amenities. This top floor is essentially a rooftop deck that's shared by all of the apartments. The apartments will be available for pre-sales mid of this year. I've had a number of people who are interested in them. If you're one of those people, there's um, an email, and you're welcome to um, send me an email, and I'll keep you on that list and let you know when those are available. The um, ground floor in the basement is centered around a wellness center, um, and this came out of a long series of workshops and um, listening to the local community as to what would be a strong purpose for this building to bring people together around. Um, It's not necessarily a wellness center in the sense of like a spa and the the kind of things you might be thinking of, what I would consider a last century wellness center. It's more about creating a place that we can come together around a daily practice for our mental and physical health. So yes, it has things like treatment rooms, and hot pools, and cold pools, a yoga studio, and a gym, but it's also about bringing people together around a common purpose. So not so dissimilar from um, Exchange, and that the common purpose there is to cultivate a creative ecology. We're bringing people together around um, their creative practice. This one is about bringing people together around their, their, their health, their physical and mental health. Yeah, the, the building itself has an interior courtyard, which it, it encourages people to come together. The plans are all in the investment memorandum, which is online, and I have a few copies of these here. If anybody's interested in seeing the investment memorandum, I'm I'm happy to give it to you. If I don't have enough copies, if you give me your card, I'll make sure you get one. And again, it's all online, digital versions. The um, site itself, I forgot to mention, is 975 four-square meters, um, so just under 1,000 square meters. The building is around 2,700. square meters. And what's interesting mostly is is that what we're doing, which is very rare for property developers, is we're creating public space. So I don't know if you've noticed, but New Zealand isn't exactly grade A in the public space domain. Um, We tend to create private and um, our public spaces tend to go to, let's say, roadways. Um, We have two really fantastic public spaces that are really great at bringing people together, and that's the Riggardon Market and the Littleton Market. But outside of that, our public spaces don't really serve to connect people in, in comfortable and in accessible ways like you might find in Europe and some of their plazas and otherwise. So what we want to do with this building is start to understand what it means to create spaces that connect people in meaningful ways around a common purpose, and in this context is wellness. Um, if we raise the money of the um, through the equity crowdfunding campaign, which is this two million target, we'll open the building in 2020, um, December. Um, if we don't raise the money, we will still continue to do the development, but it will just slow the project down. So I'm really um, kind of shouting that from the rooftops because we all want to see this project come together um, and open in 2020. So yeah, I'd love to get as many people behind that idea as possible. What we've done so far, um, the land has been purchased. Um, we went through a listening phase. I think there's a, a font issue because some of the fonts are doing weird things. But anyway, um, there's a we went through a deep listening phase. That's basically um, going to the local community and asking, what is it that you really want on this site? What would we want to collectively own here? That took about a year through many workshops and standing at the markets, talking to as many people as we could, getting connections and then creating one-on-one meetings. Um, then from the um, ideas of the cold, we went through a scoping phase, came up with two different um, project types went through financial analysis as well as a social return and financial return analysis. And at the end of that, we wrote a brief. Um, And then actually we went back to the community and said, which one do we want? And they all pointed to what was called the attraction model, but they wanted parts of what was called our intergenerational model. So we ended up creating a hybrid, which is where we are today. Um, in the concept design, um, we ended up going out and um, doing a design competition. We had 31 entries. Some of you may have seen um, the exhibition and possibly voted online. We had two rounds of voting. One was at the stage one and then a stage two. And um, in the stage one, we could choose three designs to go on to a stage two design competition. And at the end um, the competition, we, the hive was selected, which is the design you're seeing today. Um, and it was four young local architects working in different firms around the city, um, and they asked us if we would hire one of their practices. Two of those 14 members work at Warren and Martin, so now the project is led by Warren and of as a design. We've taken the project through preliminary design, and in that what we did is worked with market analysis, we did the full costing, um, We went to the council and got their input, went back to the community and got further input, and then we put it through, let's say, its next iteration. What happens in developments of every kind is they go through iterations. And what we're doing is we're taking the community with us on that path. So it's not just pop out at the end and say, oh, wow, we've got a hotel. It's you get to be a part of designing and creating and understanding what property development, um, the steps of property development. So now we're in. Let's say the black meets the white, and that's essentially the equity crowdfunding. So we're looking to raise up to $2 million. before you go ahead, um, up to $2 million to help us get through these next phases. If we reach the $3 million, uh, the $300,000 marker, essentially what we can do is our resource consent and our business brochure, which will start to de-risk the project and allow us to get to bank funding. This team is enormous, which is why I'm so tired. Stephen's on the, on the team itself. Um, these are the number of people that are behind a project of this nature. Most people are hearing and seeing me, but I really want to emphasize that this project is held by many. And there's um, a number of different experts that are um, bringing their um, experience to the table on this, whether it's the architects or the lawyers or the communications team, the designers of all kinds, the yeah, engineers. Um, I, this slide is a little bit of a non sequitur, but so many people ask me, so I don't understand Colette's Corner and oh, well, how is this related? Well, just very briefly, Colette's Corner is its own separate company, um, which Perryfield Field um, Law Firm helped us set up and created the Constitution and otherwise behind it. So that will be effectively run by its own directors. Um, it was established by Ogu Development. Ogu Development has shares in Collett's Corner as um, part of its um, return for the services it's providing to start this development. It's a development management fee. So we'll take shares as well as um, a cash income to cover the costs, of our own costs for creating a project. We become shareholders just like the community of shareholders that are coming on right now. There are two different share classes and you can read a little bit more about that um, in the Constitution. When old development starts a number of these projects, let's say there's hundreds of them and we've transformed the city and the country and we all have collectively owned assets and distributed wealth and we're moving into an age of abundance. Yahoo. Um, o development is taking an income from those projects. That profit goes up to a charitable foundation which redistributes that money into future communities. So I emphasize this because we're talking about creating companies that are regenerative by nature. That is a regenerative model. We replenish the resources that we rely on. We don't extract from them. And that's what we're looking for in the companies that we're creating today. So I just wanted to pause and emphasize that because it's very important to how we start to lead by example in the company structures that we create. Sorry, I keep doing that. Um, a couple key dates. Um, ugh, the fonts are all over the place and I'm such a designer so it's like totally hurting me. Um, March 21st is when they cl- um, when this uh, campaign closes and that will be um, closed to investors at that point. So the way that um, equity crowdfunding works today because it's so new, you basically have a start date and an end date. We opened on the 7th to Littleton locals. We opened on the 14th publicly so that means all New Zealanders, New Zealand residences, residents can invest. Um, but that closes on the 21st. My key slide is missing, which is because. Yeah, you, you, it, it was there. Oh, good. Oh, thanks. I was like, wait, There's this one slide. Um, and basically, we made it so that one share equals $100. This is really important because basically, most property development, especially commercial development, you can't be an investor unless you have really large sums of money. What we're trying to do is make it accessible for many to invest in property development and create the buildings they want in their towns and cities. So invest in the change that we want to see together. The maximum investment is 10% of the company. Nobody can own more than 10% of the company. And the reason for that is, again, uh, to emphasize this notion of distributed wealth and um, making sure that we are owning collectively. Um, minimum goal, the 30,0, 000 gets us through resource consent and developing a business brochure. It slows the project down. Um, and then the maximum goal is the $2 million of equity. That means we can continue with um, the project and make the um, 2020 uh, December opening day. The project returns are up to 7%, um, maybe even a little bit more. That's pretty conservative, um, but what we, what we want to do is we don't want to over-promise and underdeliver, so we're just sharing with you that that's um, essentially where we're at right now. The 7% return, it's important for those that are financially minded in this room, is calculated over the first 10-year period. So um, we'll be still paying back bank debt between the year one, which is 2021 it opens, and um, 2041. After 2041, you become full owners of the building. So it's kind of important to know that um, your returns are increasing over time. Um, And not only do you get a dividend return, but you also, of course, get the capital gain. Um, The offering of the company, which is really rare for companies, is um, almost 80% of the company. This is risky. Really risky. Did I do good? Very good. (laughs) He's the one that sung that, make sure I say that. (laughs) But the point is, is, we every other property development that's ever been done before. Property development is not in, uh, is not a surefire, you know, safe place to invest. So I just want people to know when they are coming into this, we are in the same camp as every other property development out there, and we just all need to know that there's many hurdles to still go and come before us. You're not investing in a building that's already built, you're investing in a building that's going to be built. And so just to really bear that in mind, if you are interested in this, not only did I drop some postcards, um, I also um, have these investment memorandums here, and you can find all of this online. The equity crowdfunding campaign is under Pledge May, um, and I see Yana is here, was here, yeah. there she is, um, which is who's here from Pledge Me today. Um, if there's any questions at all, I'm very happy to meet with you. Sometimes these things bring up a lot of questions. I do have a couple um, slots that I've established with the exchange for a long one-on-one corridos, if anybody's interested. There's also an exhibition at the Exchange. You might want to pop over and check it out. So yeah, and that's all of our details and find us. Thank you so much.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about that initiative from Kamiya. If you want to check out more information about it, there's a link in the show notes. And also, if you do want to find out more about Kamiya, there's a whole hour-long episode with her where we talked about her background, where she's from, what it was like to be an architect, and how she ended up in Christchurch. The next episode I'm going to do of these is also going to be a bonus episode all about how to do a podcast. So keep your eyes out next week. Until next time.